Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello and welcome back. This is episode number 227. And today I am super excited because I have a special treat for you. Today's episode is part, it's a little segment of a live coaching video that I did for my Inner Circle Coaching Group. You'll notice like the audio quality is a little different. Maybe there's a little bit of an echo and sometimes there might be a pause because this was originally a video and I tend to talk with my hands or make faces. So just the audio version might seem a little odd at times, but I think it will still be incredibly helpful. And I know for a fact that it really resonated with a lot of people in the group. Lots of folks had like big aha epiphany moments. And I hope that it will be just as powerful for you. The content of today's episode, I believe, is the crux of weight loss success, or really maybe I should say weight loss failure. Someone recently, as they were moving through my Live Life Loose Fat program, they made a post in the group and said, how does a weight loss program bring up and evoke like such emotional stuff? Things I knew, but I've just been pushing away for so long. Well, losing weight, is we think it's just about food and exercise, but it's, it's really about so much more. It's about food and exercise, yes, but also our thoughts, beliefs, habits, patterns, emotions, stress, lifestyle, and honestly, our self-awareness. And this is why I believe for so many people, what's at the heart of their weight loss struggles is perfectionism, all or nothing. And for a lot of us, anxiety. That's enough to totally throw you off. But just in case, just in case you start doing really great and making progress with your weight loss and health goals, the bully in your brain, that little negative, terrible voice in your head, well, it has all sorts of tricks and traps to get you caught, to make you doubt make you frustrated, discouraged, second-guess yourself, second-guess the process, second-guess the diet or the program, and ultimately make you want to quit. And here's the thing, don't miss this. So many of these traps and these tricks from your bully, from the bully in your brain, they are rooted in all or nothing and perfectionism. And that's exactly what I discuss in this live coaching video, coaching call, whatever you want to call it. So without further ado, let's get to it. Let me share with you, or let me tell you what I'm going to share, what I'm going to talk about this morning, three very specific things, and then we're going to jump right into it. Okay, guys, if you have any comments, any questions at any point, fire them away, put them in here. I'm happy to, once I get through uh, what I want to share with you, I'm happy to jump into any questions that you might have. So uh, three things. Number one, we're going to talk about um, all or nothing and perfectionism. Imagine that. <laughs> and the reason we're going to talk about that is because, guys, it is the it is the single biggest thing that can screw you up, that can make you want to quit, that can make you think that you you're a failure. It's the single biggest thing that keeps you from getting what you want out of life. It's the single biggest thing that keeps you from losing weight. It's the single biggest thing that keeps you from sticking with it, that keeps you from being consistent, okay? So we're going to start with um, 
like we, we've never asked this question, right? Like why? Like what? Well, I'm a perfectionist and I just, man, I go to that all or nothing thinking so quickly. Okay. Why? Right? So that's what we're going to start with. Number one, we're going to dig into an explanation of the all or nothing mindset and why that might be an issue for you and for so many of us. So that's number one. Number two, I'm going to tell you some specific all or nothing traps because a lot of you come into this coaching into this program and you're like, oh, I see now. Wow, it really is. Like, it makes sense. This all or nothing thinking is screwing me up. And so on a like a global scale, like a grand scheme, you get it. But when it gets to the day-to-day -day and week-to-week -week stuff, it creeps up and it pops up. And I'm seeing it again and again and again in your post, in your comments, in the way you're thinking through stuff. That all or nothing is popping up like a weed, <laughs> like, like a weed in your garden or in your yard. It's popping up again and again and again in, in really sneaky ways. So I'm going to point out some very specific sneaky all or nothing traps that I want you to watch for, watch for and avoid. Okay, so that's number two. Number three, I don't want to keep you guys here all day. Um, but number three, I, if we have time, I'm going to get into meal prep. And like the pain of meal prep for your family. Uh, someone made a post. God, I can't remember who it was. Someone made a post about meal prep. And oh, like she was just so frustrated because like her family didn't want to eat what she was cooking. And she didn't want to have to cook two meals. And it's just so aggravating like with starch-free dinners and, and all this stuff. So we're going to get into that, that a little bit. But first, let's start with number one, all or nothing. Why? Why do we do that, guys? Right? Like why do we go... To all or nothing. Why are why are some of us so quick to say, "Well, I'm a perfectionist," you know? Oh, because all perfectionism is is all or nothing. That's it. That's all. Okay. So why is that? Well, here's the thing: all or nothing. That mindset, that thinking, when we click into that, it's rooted in anxiety and our desire to reduce anxiety. And if you'll hang with me. I promise it's going to make perfect sense and you're going to be like, wow, holy crap, I never realized that, okay? So see, as human beings, we crave certainty in life. We don't like uncertainty. And when things are uncertain, for most of us, it breeds anxiety. It causes us to be concerned and worried about things. So uncertainty breeds and leads to, it's like fertilizer for anxiety in our life and in our mind. We want to naturally reduce anxiety. So if we reduce uncertainty, then we reduce anxiety. Okay. So how does this have anything to do with all or nothing? Here's why. If we imagine like a spectrum, right? Like a scale. And on this side is all. <laughs> and on this side is nothing. At all or at nothing, there is certainty, right? There's no questions. It's all. There's no questions. There's no uncertainty. It's all. And on this side, it's nothing. There's no questions. There's no uncertainty. It's nothing. In the middle <laughs> is uncertainty. <laughs> so all of this is uncertain because there's questions and what happens and how do I do it? How do I navigate it? But with all, there's no questions and there's no uncertainty. And with nothing, there's no questions and there's no uncertainty. So our brain quickly rationalizes, well, in the middle is uncertainty. Therefore, that's anxiety. So I'll go to all or I'll go to nothing. 
That's why we do it, guys. That's why. Because it's uncertain. But here's the thing. Don't miss this. In the middle is the only place that we grow, that we learn, that we find success, and that we get the things that we truly want in life. You will never get that at the all end. You will never get that at the nothing end. In the middle is the only place we grow and we learn and we struggle and we're challenged and, and we progress and we get the things that we really want in life and from our body. We can't flip to all. We can't flip to nothing and grow and progress and learn. There's a little bit of a double whammy here, okay? It's not only that we're trying to avoid the uncertainty that comes in the middle. It's also that in the middle, with that uncertainty, comes the chance for failure and for disappointment, right? Because if we're all, in our mind, we think if I'm all, then there's no chance for failure because I'm all, <laughs> which is a total lie. And if I'm nothing, well, then it's like, I like to think of it as a sports analogy. I can't lose if I don't play. It's easier to sit on the sideline, right? I can't lose if I don't play. If I don't play the game, I can't lose. I won't get hurt. I won't be disappointed. I won't fail. I won't be frustrated. So I just won't play. That's all or nothing. <laughs> In the middle, where it's uncertain. That's playing the game. So th this is what I wrote. Guys, you... <laughs> Here's here's the thing. All of this is a lie. Like not not all of not everything what I shared, but all of what your brain tells you about all or nothing. Like oh, you're safe here at all, or you're safe here at nothing. There's certainty here at the all, and there's certainty here at the nothing. And in the middle is uncertain and it's scary, so avoid it. That all of that is a lie. And here's why. Life is uncertain. Period. <laughs> there's no way to eliminate uncertainty. So it's like we're, we're grasping at the wind. You can't grab the wind in your hand. You can't eliminate uncertainty. So, if it's a lie and we can't eliminate uncertainty, then think about it. You can either have uncertainty while being scared sitting on the sidelines trying to be as safe as possible to protect yourself from more uncertainty, to protect yourself from failure, to protect yourself from disappointment. And you never go after what you want because you're sitting on the sidelines. You're scared. Or you can have some uncertainty while courageously getting in the game and going after what you really want in life. So that's where all or nothing comes from. We want to reduce uncertainty so that we can reduce our anxiety and then there's also the double whammy of if I can reduce uncertainty, well, then I'm, then I'm, all, I'm not in the game. So, you know, I can, I, I don't have to be disappointed and I don't have to fail. So, that's number one, all or nothing. Where does it come from? Why does it happen? I hope that's been helpful. Feel free to chime in, make comments or whatever. Now, next up. Now that we've kind of gotten that base of it, I want to um, I want to explain to you some very specific all or nothing traps that I want you to avoid. These are the things I've been seeing pop up in the group. Because again, we think of all or nothing as a global approach or like a grand scheme, grand scale approach and mindset. But guys, look, 
it's not just, okay, I'm doing Corey's step-by-step approach. I'm not doing a weight loss challenge. So I'm choosing against all or nothing, right? You are in the grand scheme, but here's the thing. When you're intentionally taking a stand against all or nothing, like you've chosen to do live life, lose fat. You've chosen to be in this coaching group. So you've taken a stand against all or nothing. And you said, I'm going to do this right. I'm going to do this gradually and progressively, and I'm going to stay engaged and I'm going to do it, do it right. When you take that stand, all or nothing doesn't go away. Perfectionism doesn't go away. And the way that it wants to sneak back into your life, it can't come back in a large scale. So it wants to pop up in a small way and grow into something bigger. That's the way it's going to pop back in. It doesn't doesn't start huge. It starts small. And that's what I see in some of your weekly posts. That's what I see in some of the places your brain's want to go to. Because it's our pattern. It's our habit. For however many years of your life, you've been all or nothing. You've been a perfectionist. Especially when it comes to weight loss and dieting and exercise, right? I mean, we are. That's just how we are. And so it's a pattern and it's a habit mentally and, and uh, it's just ingrained. So we, even though we take a stand against it, we have to really stay on the lookout for it. So... Here are some very specific all-or-nothing traps that I want you to be on the lookout for and I want you to avoid. Number one, all-or-nothing makes you focus on things that don't matter right now. (laughs) I use this analogy all the time, guys. It's like math class, okay? Imagine if your child is um, it's their first day of, of math class. Let's say it's their first day in like algebra, okay? I have a friend who is a math teacher. I had to consult her to make sure I was talking about stuff that's uh, applicable for this class. So let's imagine you have a, a child, uh, a young person who who's going into math class, okay? And it's their like first week, first week, maybe two weeks, and they come home and they're so disappointed, and they're, they're almost in tears and they're so frustrated and they just ready just to, I can't do it, mom. I can't do it, dad. And you're like, what's going on? Did you fail your test? Did you, did you flunk your quiz? Is your, is your teacher disappointed in you? And they're like, no, but I can't graph translated trick functions yet. And I, I, I just, I can't do that. And, and you're like, wait, wait, graph translated trick functions. That sounds that sounds advanced. That sounds like, are you guys already to that? And then your child goes, no, but I flipped to the back of the book and I know I'm going to have to do it and I can't do it. What? <laughs> calm, calm the freak down. Like, it's in the back of the book. It's the first week of class. You're not supposed to be able to do it yet. If you will just focus on the first week of class and what the teacher's teaching you now. The first week of class, I asked my math teacher friend. The first week of class is fractions and multiplication and like positive and negative numbers. It's basic stuff. And if you don't get those basic things, you'll never graph translated trig functions. <laughs> but if you get those basic things, then you learn a little more and you get good at that. And then you learn a little more and you progress a little more. And then before you know it, the translated trick functions make sense. And it's not that big of a deal. And even if it is a little challenging, you've got this tremendous base and foundation to build off of. And the teacher's there for you and they help you. My friends, that's exactly what we do in this group. 
we start pretty basic. And for some of you, it might be a little challenging. For some of you, it's super easy. It doesn't matter. But where all or nothing takes your brain is to translate it trig functions. Oh, but Corey, I'm eating so much, I'm eating so much crap later in the day. I don't care about later in your day. You shouldn't either right now. Okay, guess what? We'll get to that. But if you worry about it now, all that is is all or nothing sitting behind the scenes going, <laughs> Oh, I'm screwing her up so bad. I'm screwing him up so bad. I'm making him worry about snacking. And that's not even what they're worried. That's not even what they're working on. It's like your child crying because they don't know how to do translated trig functions when they're just doing fractions and multiplication. And the teacher's like, translated trig functions? We'll eventually get to that, like wait, like months and months and months from now. They don't need to worry about it. So that's one way. That's one very sneaky all-or-nothing trap. Another one. Shoulds. Should. S-H-O-U-L-D. Shoulds. Oh, the, the, guys, I promise you've heard this in your brain. Oh, you should be further along. You should be able to do this by now. Why are you still struggling with this? Why are you still, what's wrong with you? You should be able to do this by now. Uh, how long have you, you've been in this group three weeks? You've been in this month, this group a month and a half. You should be losing more weight. You should be losing more weight. All or nothing will never say, hey, if you weren't in this group, you probably wouldn't be doing anything. You might be gaining weight. All or nothing will never tell you that. All or nothing will never say, hey, if you weren't in this group, you probably would have started and quit keto three times already by now. And you would just be wondering what in the world works and what doesn't work. All or nothing will never tell you that. But you know what it'll tell you? You should be losing more weight by now. You should be losing more weight. Hey, hey, you should be losing more weight by now. It'll also go the shouldn't route. Should not. You shouldn't still be struggling with that. You shouldn't be eating like that. Yeah, I know. Listen, idiot. I know you're just supposed to be focused on breakfast or maybe lunch, but like you shouldn't be snacking on something at dinner. What's wrong with you? You shouldn't be doing... You're in this weight loss... If you're in a weight loss program, act like you're in a weight loss program. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't still be doubting. I mean, for goodness sakes, Corey's giving you self-talk to listen to in the morning. Corey tells you all about the neuroscience, and he gives you all this positive stuff, and he teaches you all about the brain and how to change your brain. You should not still be doubting. <laughs> all or nothing will never point out that you actually catch it now when you doubt. In the past, when you had doubts or disappointment or discouragement, it was just like a bulldozer. It just came through your mind and just wiped out any positivity. It wiped out. It wiped, you, you were never even conscious of it. You just felt the effects of it, and then you were defeated. All or nothing will never point out that, yes, you experience and you feel doubt or discouragement or frustration now, but the difference is, is you feel it and you catch it, and you go, wait a minute. Okay, I know what Corey told me about that. I read what that other person in the group said. I feel it. I catch it. Now, what led to that? You know what? I think it's because X, Y, Z. I think it's because, you know, I missed my better breakfast yesterday and I feel I'm, that that's got me feeling down a little bit, you know, whatever, whatever. 
Doubts are normal. That's a normal part of the human experience. Doubt and discouragement and having bad days. It's a normal part of the human experience. It's perfectly okay. You should feel doubts from time to time. The difference is you shouldn't let those doubts cause you to make a permanent decision to quit. You, you follow those doubts to their source. Where do they come from? Why am I experiencing it? Maybe it's just a bad day. Who cares? But you know what? Tomorrow will be better. <laughs> it's perfectly okay. Uh, what is another shouldn't? Oh, you shouldn't still whatever. You shouldn't still not want to exercise sometimes. You shouldn't still crave sugar. You shouldn't still fill in the blank, whatever. So a sneaky all or nothing trap is all the shoulds. You should be further along. You should be losing more weight. You should be better at this by now. And then the shouldn'ts. You shouldn't still be struggling with that. You shouldn't be doubting anymore. All those things. That's a sneaky all or nothing trap. Next up, a third all or not, sneaky all or nothing trap is <laughs> making you mad at yourself so that you take a stand and put your foot down. I'm sick of this. I'm so sick of me giving my, me just giving myself all these you know excuses and to just do whatever I want and to to eat sugar and snack on things. I'm mad. And so now I'm going to put my foot down and I'm really going to do it. <laughs> what comes right after that, which you probably don't say is, I'm really going to do it. I mean, I'm either going to do it or I'm not, <laughs> which is I'm going to do all or I'm going to do nothing. When you get mad at yourself, it, that's an emotional moment that leads to an emotional output and an emotional decision. If you're getting mad at yourself about stuff you're doing or stuff you're not doing because it's it's a repetitive thing that you see, you need to pump the brakes and in that moment, wait, 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 why am I getting, I'm getting frustrated with myself because I keep doing that. So why do I keep doing that? What is it? What is it? When you get mad and put your foot down, it's just, it's slinging you right back very quickly into all or nothing. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And it's an emotional decision. And it leads to it leads to a poor outcome, period. When you when when you, you get mad at yourself and you put your foot down, which is really just swinging to all or nothing. And this is what this is what it will sound like. This is what you might say. This is what might come of it. That's it. I'm cutting out sweets. I'm sick of giving myself excuses to eat sugar. I'm cutting out sweets, all or nothing. That's it. I'm done with nighttime snacking. <laughs> so I'm going from all because I was doing it so much it was driving me nuts to nothing because I got emotional and mad about it. Why don't you just go, you know what? I'm going to figure out why am I nighttime snacking? Hmm. And then let me set myself a goal this week. Let's make, let's go three nights with no nighttime snacking. And I'm going to have a plan for those nights. And you know what happens when you do that? You give yourself permission on the other nights. If I want a nighttime snack, I can, whatever. But then on those three nights, when you're successful, you show yourself that you can do it. Show yourself that you can do it. But when you say, that's it, I'm cutting out nighttime sweets, then it's this never-ending, I can never eat nighttime sweets again. And it's, it's like telling a 12-year-old they can't do something. And they want to revolt against you just to show you you can do it. And that's what the little inner child says. Well, I'll show you. I'm going to give you such bad nighttime snack cravings every single night just to show you because you've you've taken this emotional parent role. <laughs> so, 
No all or nothing there. That's the third big all or nothing hidden trap. The next one is convincing you all or nothing will chime in. It will be, it'll be quiet and it will convince you to hide and to not engage with the group or to not re-engage with the group. And here's why, because it can come from a lot of different things. But when you, what all or nothing will tell you is hide, don't engage with the group, don't re-engage with the group, because when you do, you better be ready. You better be ready because, because then you really got to do it. You really got to do it. And what it whispers and you don't realize is you really got to do it all. You got to be perfect. So when you engage with a group, you better be ready. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. You're in front of everybody. You're standing on stage. Don't screw up. <laughs> That's the whole point of the group is to screw up and go, hey, Corey, hey, guys, what is going on here? Help me out. Help me through this. If you just come to the group and post something to share some shiny success, ooh, look at me. Look at what I did. That defeats the whole purpose. Because then I can't help. All I can do is go, man, that's fantastic. Good job. Now, I want you to do those things. I want you to post your successes. I love it. I want everyone to do that. But if that's all you're doing, then you can get congratulations and applause from people, but you can't do anything else. Eventually, you're going to hit a bump in the road. And when you hit the bump in the road, that's when you need to post. So all or nothing, a sneaky way that it, that it gets in there is it will convince you to hide and, hide and not engage or not re-engage. Um, one way is, like I said, because it tells you that when you do, that you've got to be ready and you've got to do it all. Another way that it convinces you is just because you're, it'll tell you you're not doing good. Like I said, you're on the stage. And so, like, you know, don't, don't put it out there. Don't put it out there that you're not doing that well right now. So don't let that keep you guys from, from stepping in and from engaging and re-engaging with the group. Another sneaky, hidden, all-or-nothing trap is... It's, it's similar to the last one, but it's a little bit different. Your brain will convince you to not start or to not take the next step. Now, I, don't misunderstand me. I want you to go very gradually. I want you to go, I want you to progress very slow. But what I mean by this is that um, all or nothing will make you think that, man, these small steps don't really make a difference. So what does it really matter? You know, it's like, it will either tell you it's so funny because all or nothing, think about it, it's split different, right? So it'll lie to you in two extreme ways. It'll either tell you that the next step, you know, or getting started with these small steps won't make a difference because they're too small and who cares and what does it matter if you're eating sugar later in the day? Or it'll go the, op the extreme opposite end of the spectrum and go, well, don't do the next step because the next step has to be everything. Because if you're going to take a step, you like... Guys, I see that all the time. Like, there's some of you who struggle to get traction with very simple things. And the reason is, is because your brain is so entrenched in perfectionism and all or nothing that it thinks as soon as you start those, you have to start everything. Like, because when I start eating a better breakfast, I've got to cut out sugar. I've got to. I've got to cut out sugar. It's just the way, it's what I got to do. It's like those things are connected. Starting anything with nutrition means starting everything with nutrition. Let me say that again. Don't miss it. All or nothing will tell you that starting anything with nutrition means starting everything with nutrition. It will tell you that starting anything with workouts or activity means starting everything, everything with workouts and activity. Well, I mean, if I'm going to start working out, 
if I'm going to go for a walk on Monday, then I, I have to walk every day. I mean, if I don't, I, or I at least have to walk Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and once on the weekend. Because if I don't, then it's a failure. Starting anything means starting everything. And that's bullcrap. So all or nothing will either tell you that the next step and these small steps won't make a difference because they're too small and they're too little and it doesn't add up and it doesn't make a difference. Or it will tell you that the next step is not just too small, but the next step is too big and it has to be everything, that you can't do it piece by piece. Lies. <laughs> it will lie to you in either end of the spectrum to get you to not do anything. Lastly, the last sneaky hidden trap for all or nothing, the sneaky all or nothing hidden trap is safety behaviors. Now, what the freak does that mean? Well, if we remember all all or nothing in the middle, it's, it's uncertain, right? So it feels scary to us. It feels dangerous. And when we feel scared or we sense danger, we want to be safe, right? We want to be safe. So safety behaviors, things that make you feel all cozy and warm and safe in this crazy world where I'm asking you to stop weighing and to just focus on breakfast and don't worry about cutting all those all those old things even though they suck and they don't work they're familiar to you and things that are familiar feel safe they feel comfortable so your brain wants to go back to those things those make you feel safe so safety behaviors that bubble up in this process that will do nothing but limit you and hold you back or number one, weighing. There are some of you that drink the Kool-Aid and that go, okay, Corey's crazy. I don't even know if I like him, but he asked me to not weigh for three or four weeks, so I'm just not going to weigh. Good for you. <laughs> and then when you get into that process and you're two or three weeks in, you realize, holy crap. It feels like a giant, no pun intended, like a giant weight has been lifted off of me. I'm so much less stressed. <laughs> like... I feel so much better not stepping on those stupid scales all the time. But there's some of you that have a really hard time letting go of that. And you're like, okay, this crazy guy, I'll do everything else he says. I'll try to do everything else, but there's no way I'm going to stop weighing. I'm at least going to weigh once or twice a week. That's okay. It's, it's okay. I'm not mad at you. I know it's tough. But weighing is a safety behavior. Because as long as I can see the scale, okay, okay, what does it say? What does it say? <laughs> I'm way more interested in what you're doing with your better breakfast every day. I'm way more interested in what you're doing with your exercise each week. I'm way more interested in how engaged and consistent you are with this group. Because if you're not engaged and consistent with this group, I can't coach you. I don't see, I can't see what's going on in your life. And if I can't coach you, I can't help you. <laughs> okay? So weighing is a safety behavior. Another safety behavior. Some of you come into this group counting calories. You've counted calories or tracked macros in the past. So now... When you're in this group and I'm going, no, don't worry about that. Like, don't count calories. Just, you know, just eat kind of basic portions. Don't worry about portions. Eat until you're full and eat the right foods at the right times. I'm going to teach you that step by step. That's hard because you're like, how many, I don't, how many calories am I eating for breakfast? I don't know. What? Huh? So you want to, you want to keep counting calories. I know it's tough. Another thing, some of you come into this group from keto or from Atkins, or you've just been reading everywhere that carbs are the enemy. Carbs are bad. Carbs are terrible. So you eat fewer starches than I suggest. 
And then you have crazy cravings later in the day and you're like, that's it. I'm cutting out my, I've got to cut out sugar because I can't, I can't go a day without eating sugar. Well, it's amazing because you're cutting out all your starches earlier in the day and now you have sugar cravings at night. Maybe that's because you're not eating any good carbohydrates earlier in the day and that's why your body's craving sugar at night. <laughs> but that, that's a safety behavior. Another safety behavior is not posting or checking in. We already covered that. No, I'm not doing anything new. I don't really have anything to report. So you hide. When reality it is, ah, what's Corey going to say that should be my next step? I just want to stay right where I am because this feels good. And I don't want to take another step. <laughs> so not posting, not checking in. And then here's a biggie. Here's a biggie that many of you don't expect. But I see it, guys. I've seen it in this group over and over again. I've seen it coaching people. One of the biggest safety behaviors is stopping and intentionally screwing yourself up right when you are creating momentum and you're beginning to see like, holy crap, I can actually do this. Burp. That's scary. That's scary. Because what's next? And it's uncertain. And uh, what if I lose weight? It's scary. Stop. <laughs> it's so hard for you to see. But it's there. It's apparent. People have a fear of success just like you hear about people like prisoners having a fear of freedom. For some of us, it's real. We have a fear of success because we don't, like, we don't know what's on down this road. This is the road towards good health and you know great health and and weight loss. It's a road that we've never traveled this far down before, and it's scary. It's like I don't know how to be a thirty-pound lighter version of me. Like that's what you say you want, but you don't know how to be that person. So it's scary. Like. A lot of my friends are kind of overweight. Like if I lose this weight, are they still am I still going to get along with them? Am I still going to be able to go out to eat with them? Or what about my spouse? Like are they going to feel like I'm leaving them behind by losing this weight? Like there's so much mental crap that goes with it. But you got to remember you're still the same beautiful, wonderful person. It's just you're carrying a little less weight around. And that's another reason that we that we do this gradually. Because jumping too far ahead, and again, this is an all-or-nothing safety behavior because the all-or-nothing doesn't take you step-by-step step through this process and say, just worry about the next step. Don't worry about 30 pounds down the road. Don't worry about massive success. Just worry about taking the next step. Just worry about doing what you need to do today. When you do that gradually, you gradually grow into and become that person who's 30 pounds lighter, and you're perfectly comfortable with it, and you're good. But all or nothing jumps way ahead and says, hey, you don't know how to be that person. And that's scary and that's different. It's like it makes you in your mind think of waking up tomorrow with 30 less pounds on you and never being able to eat dessert again. <laughs> and that's just not reality at all, at all. So another, like a little related to that fear of success and how we'll sabotage ourselves. Another thing that's kind of embedded in there is that deep down, we don't believe that we can be successful long-term. And so it's like, it's less painful and less disappointing if I just go ahead and screw myself up now than if I, than if I continue building momentum. Oh, wow, I've got a little bit of success. 
Ooh, I'm doing good. And then like, it's, it's like your brain's going, Hey, you're going to mess up. You're going to screw up. Why don't you just quit now? Just quit now. Just mess yourself up now. Don't cause if you wait, it'll be more disappointment. You know, man, if you're, if God, when you go so far, tugs on your heartstrings that I'm just going to screw it up anyway. And I don't believe I can be successful long-term. So I might as well just screw it up now. All right. Oh my goodness. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you really connected with what I shared. And if you did, then I encourage you to do one of two things. First, maybe share this episode with a friend. You never know. It may be just what they need to hear to maybe help them have some insight, maybe help them have an epiphany moment. And then who knows, you can even maybe call them or text them and even discuss some of the main points with them. So that's the first thing. The second thing that you could do, if I, if I might say so, is to take a step. Commit to yourself and become part of my Inner Circle Coaching Group. Remember, this episode was a segment of a live call that I did inside the group. And it's just one of many weekly calls and teaching lessons where I provide coaching and I answer people's questions. So if you really connected with this episode, then I think I can confidently say that my program would probably be a great fit for you. So if you want to learn more, go to antidietclass.com. I will add that link to the show notes so you can just check down there. And that is it, my friends. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful week. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye.